This is the Moshpit Backstage Podcast for punk, metal and rock interviews and segments. Adam from Slowly Building Weapons, and you're listening to Moshpit on Sin. Adam Preston is guitar at Slowly Building Weapons, who will be releasing their first album in 10 years, Sunbirds. Adam, thank you so much for joining me. No worries, Sam. Thanks for having us, mate. Now, I want to go a little bit back, and, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's a weird timeline we're dealing with here. So, yeah. band now, but let's, let's start with the band then. How did the band first start? Oh, man, yeah, okay. Um, it was probably early 2000, 2001 or two, um, and, yeah, I had moved to Sydney from, like, the north coast and been in Sydney for a while, was looking for people to play music with, found a guy who I knew from up north as well. We started writing a bit of music and then... Um, actually put an ad in like our street press in Sydney, the drum media, um, went through that whole that whole thing. And through that, um, <clears throat> met a few people that met Nick, who became our uh, singer, vocalist, and he brought along Craig as well as part of the deal, <laughs> and um, who played bass uh, in the sort of first version of the band and now plays bass and guitar. Um, and yeah, so we were just a few guys in, in Sydney with no real yeah idea what we were doing, um, and just trying to yeah get a start. And um, you know, sort of goal was to like play a show in Sydney and that kind of thing. It was pretty um, yeah pretty small beginnings. The name slowly building weapons. Where did that come from? Uh, yeah, it's not the most exciting story. Unfortunately, it's just from um, emails back and forth with the other guitarist that I started the band with. Um, and one day he he wrote uh, slowly building something in an email. Um, I forget what it was. Actually, no, it was something building weapons because um, he um, was working on codes or something, and um, and uh, yeah, it kind of went from there. I kind of liked the building weapons thing, and then a friend suggested the slowly part, and it kind of became this, um, yeah, this kind of nice idea for us. It was not necessarily about, like, bombs and, and that sort of thing. It was just sort of uh, slowly sort of building up, uh, yeah, defences or skills or, um, yeah, or sort of things like that. Not really necessarily about, yeah, like guns and, and violence and that sort of thing. You've got this band, you've got a name, you're doing your thing. You release your first album, but, like, what happens after that? Yeah, I mean, I guess in between being a band and that album, like, there was there was a pretty long sort of uh, journey, I guess. Like I said, we sort of didn't have much of an idea. We were figuring everything out. And uh, so we were a band for quite a few years. Uh, before that, we did a few EPs that were pretty, um, pretty average, which is sort of like the rite of passage, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, we, we started, uh, I guess, probably 2005 or something like that, working really hard on, on, an, on like, our first album. And it came out 
a few years later, I think 2007. Um, and yeah, it like it, it's sort of one of those things. People that heard it seemed to be uh, complimentary. You know, those people from other bands we're playing with seemed to really like dig it and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. We weren't expecting great things, but it it sort of yeah, it definitely didn't uh, didn't change change things greatly for the band. Um, and yeah, we sort of continued on for another maybe 12 months, maybe a bit longer. Um, started writing another album, uh, and yeah, got a few songs into that and, and ran out of steam. I think and just kind of decided to call it a day. I think like 2000. Eight, I think, when it was when we played our last show. In the interim, between you guys coming back together and you guys yep. departing, like, were you doing anything musically, creatively? Yeah, yeah, we all kind of uh, kept at it in different forms. Um, Nick, who's a singer I mentioned, and Craig, they worked on a project for a while um, called Moonboat. Um, and call it a, a project. I guess it's important. Partway after the the band finished up, Nick was around in Australia for a while, and then he moved to Japan. Um, so we we didn't we sort of stayed in touch. Nick and Craig had this Moonboat project, which was yeah like a um, sort of more recording based project. And Nick would come back to Australia every now and then to work on that. Uh, they did a couple of albums, and I was involved a little bit on their second one. I had to kind of like write a song and play a bit of guitar. So, um, and then I played in a band called At Dark for a, a fair while um, with a few of the guys from like uh, Low and We Lost the Sea and that sort of thing. Um, and that was just like a fun live band, and we put out a few EPs and that sort of thing. So we all, yeah, we didn't sort of head off and, and put our instruments away or anything like that and then kind of rekindle the the flame later on. We are all still floating around, just doing bits and pieces. Um, Craig was in the UK for a while, then he came back and he was in a band called Snakes Get Bad Press in Sydney as well. So, yeah, we were fairly active, I guess. Um, but, yeah, sort of, yeah, nothing, just, just sort of floating around doing bits and pieces and... And then, yeah, this this sort of thing uh, came along. Yeah. So, yeah. what at what sort of stage do you guys start? I don't know talking about it, playing together, not talking about it. At what stage do you guys start beginning this journey back to slowly building weapons? And and how does that happen? Yeah, it's it definitely like the the journey thing. We, uh, Craig, myself, and then uh, Max is a drummer on. Uh, Thunderbirds, uh, who wasn't in the band when it was like uh, the, the previous version, we just started uh, jamming together, uh, writing some kind of, I guess, blasty black kind of stuff for fun, and um, it, it had no sort of real intention of, of anything past that. It was just something we were doing because um, we wanted to. Um, and then after a while, we had a few songs together, so we thought, oh, we'll ask Nick in Japan if we ever want to record them, whether he'd do vocals. So we sent him some demos, and even then, like, he said yes, which was cool, uh, but even then it wasn't like, oh, hey, it's slowly building weapons again. It was just more, 
like, oh, it's cool, Nick will do vocals and let's keep pushing on with it. Um, and it was actually quite a fair way into what became this album, uh, like a, a long way in before it, oh, I guess, uh, we sort of started to talk about it when we started to hear all the elements come together because we had to record it a bit differently. You know, we weren't all the band in one room. Nick was in Japan. We were recording stuff here and sending it over. And, it, yeah, it wasn't really till he started sending things back with his voice on it and all these new elements as well that I guess the idea, it just started to think, oh, maybe, maybe we've kind of accidentally started uh, slowly again. Um, it just started to sound like, to me at least, what we might have sounded like 10 years on, not us trying to recreate anything, just like, uh, you know, it's kind of cool, this, this is probably, probably can't really see see how this isn't slowly building weapons. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You're sending stuff back and forth, you, you kind of realise that this is kind of slowly building weapons. At what, at what stage is that, and where where do you what, what's the rest of the progress to get towards finishing off the album? Yeah, I think from there, like it was a long it was a long project. It's we the way we had to work, like I kind of said, work we like it, at one point we had a bunch of these rough tracks together. We recorded them with Tim Carr, just just the music, just playing live. We just did it in two days, and that's all the sort of the bass, drums, guitar, most of it you hear on the album, that was done just in that couple of days in the studio in Sydney. Um, and then we sent it to Nick and we started sort of building the the tracks into, real, into songs from there. And then once we sort of decided that, hey, it's probably going to be uh, slowly building weapons again, then even from there it was another, oh God, it was like 18 months, I think, of because of, it was such a slow process. It wasn't really like... You know, a pro, you know, a big pro band in a in a studio on it every day. It's like working on it, and then you know, emailing ideas back and forth. Nick's got really bad internet, even though he's in Japan somehow. Um, so we actually were like posting hard drives full of music back and forth across the world. Um, and so, yeah, it was long and confusing and kind of uh, painful. But but yeah, we we just sort of chipped away at it over a 12-month, 18-month period, and then then we finally had ready enough to go back and start trying to mix it and do all that with Tim again. So, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty long process. Oh, nice. So with this kind of process, like what, what interests me is, with it being so drawn out, were you ever sort of, I don't know, thinking or looking at stuff and realising... Uh, because a your tastes change over time, b like you get yeah. older, and you when you hear stuff <laughs> yeah. when you hear stuff a, a lot of times, maybe you see stuff in it or you kind of rethink it. Was there any sort of stage where you're like, oh, that's that's not right? Could you correct it? How did that all work? Like you you're changing your perspective over this extended period of time. Yeah, it definitely. Like you get <clears throat> there's like benefits to that process because, like you said, the repetition of of hearing things over and over again, I think you, um, it's a, it's a good way to, to sort of flesh out what's, uh, what you think's good and not, you know, if you're in a, a room with a bunch of guys playing music loud in a rehearsal space or whatever and had a few beers and it, it all feels great, then, you know, that's one thing, but when it, when you've been hearing this one part 
on your computer alone in your bedroom for like a year, um, it makes it a lot easier to go, okay, that's rubbish. <laughs> um, and you also get cabin fever with the whole thing. So there was definitely bits of it where uh, we were like, oh, it's rubbish. The whole thing um, has to go. We've got to start from scratch. And then other, you know, you'd move on to a next phase of it and be like, oh, okay, maybe this is could be okay. Um, you know, you're not... It's not like a normal band where you get to test songs out live and all that. You're just kind of in isolation. Um, and, of course, we were trying to do some pretty new stuff on this for us anyway. Yeah, it was it was a pretty interesting process of kind of, yeah, trying to decide whether what we were doing we actually thought was good or whether we, you know, whether those tracks were recorded quickly in two days, you know, in hindsight, yeah, could have gone back and, and sort of, you know, spent a lot more time at that bit, but yeah, it it was pretty up and down, definitely. Oh, cool. And even right right at the end, it was sort of yeah. Once it was actually finished and mastered, and then it was just like, oh god, yeah. Is this any? Is this actually something that we want to put out? <laughs> well, I'm thankful that you did put it out because it's a very good record. So we've we've got the overall process. You know, you guys sort of fiddling around, doing your thing slowly developing towards material and then there's this back and forward process let's take you guys in Australia in isolation like how do you guys work together do you do you work at home bring stuff in do you just jam and and sort of create stuff in the moment how did it work between you guys yeah more more in isolation and then and meeting up and I guess it a few stages throughout the process so we'd be back and forth with Nick in Japan um, you know, once we'd recorded all the the basic tracks, obviously the the main you know things getting added were vocals, which is his domain, and keys, which he was doing as well. But at the same time, we were changing the structures and and just messing with the songs a lot to sort of just experiment and see what worked and what didn't. And then we got to probably I think it was three separate times where we then went back in to a studio with Tim Carr again to make if, if like there was changes significant enough where we had to do something different like re-record the guitars we never went back and redid drums um, or anything of the sort of the basic tracks but there were some bits that changed so much it was like okay let's book a day or two and and update that or add, add this stuff and then we'd put the hard drive in the mail and send it back to Nick um, and so yeah it was it was more less us sort of in, in, in a room banging out ideas. It was more like emails, like, you know, chatting and, again, sort of getting together and, and bits in certain times in the studio to kind of add what was needed. Um, and then, yeah, back to, back to Nick, to him, to sort of continue the journey from there. With you personally, let's say you're... Uh, before or during the process, you're trying to come up with different stuff to put into the mix... How do you personally write, like generate musical stuff that you want to put into this record or any of that kind of stuff? Um, I guess increasingly just like it takes a lot of time. I'm getting like, I think, um, yeah, in early years, like ideas kind of, everything's a bit fresher and then you haven't, uh, you're sort of more willing to kind of let things be, be as they are, but I guess like a lot of people have sort of all been doing this for a fair while now. I'm like 37 or something and, um, or I am not something, I am 37. So, uh, 
it, it takes a lot more just time just sitting and, and working away on on ideas and, and trying to force yourself to do a lot of this process with sunbirds was trying to do things differently, not not falling back on on um, you know you, you sort of you have your safe things that you do. Oh, this is a part, and now I'll do this kind of. Now this is this is where I did one of those kind of riffs or something. Um, so we we tried to get out of that comfort zone, I guess. But mainly, it's a lot of time and recording on your phone and listening to your your shitty recording in the car and stuff of things just over and over again. Um, and then going, okay, probably that might be a, okay enough to see what the other dudes think. So yeah, it's it's time. I'm not not one of those people. There's people out there that just sit down, and I think it all just flows out of them. For me, it's it's not a skill thing. It's uh, just effort, <laughs> lots, mm. lots of time and effort. So you were writing this record, and eventually it becomes something you want to make. Slowly building weapons. At that yep. stage, do you at all look back at any of the stuff you were preparing for the follow up to Norsica? Not then. No, we didn't. Uh, the only thing we looked back on was then that sort of like, oh, um, I, we didn't. We tried not to look back too much because we weren't trying to make anything that was. Um, obviously, we wanted. I wanted it to sound like I said before. I guess like hopefully like the same guys. Quite a long time on making some new music together, um, but it, it we sort of deliberately didn't try to get close or around that time because it's a different you know obviously it was literally 10 years ago um and i think if you go down that road of trying to recreate or like worrying like that was a nice thing about how it happened all kind of accidentally where we didn't have that that issue where we i think if we tried even to sit down and went okay we're starting the band again how do we write a new album i don't think we would have even got to the part of playing uh instruments <laughs> we just got confused about what to do and and you know it's not like we were like following up for some successful hit or anything but you know it kind of that album meant something to us it was this big long process and something we're still pretty proud of and um and i think it was cool that we never got a chance to go okay shit how does it match with that it was just like oh wow we're sort of a long way in now and and um there's no time to sort of uh, compare or worry about that. Yeah, really organic. Now, in terms yeah. of Nick's vocals, there's a lot yeah. more, or maybe there is clean. There's, there's clean yeah. vocals on this one. Is is that just him sort of spontaneously coming up with that? Were you guys saying, "Hey, Nick, this is material we're producing. We reckon it could have these kind of vocals go with it." How did all that come together? Uh, come together? Um, that's a lot more where Nick's at now. Um, it was kind of the opposite, um, to be honest, where he, like he still loves, like we all do, heavy music and he's still got um, a pretty mean sort of scream on him. But it, it, some of the things that he's working on, you know, when he's sitting at home um, doing his own thing is a lot more down sort of that. That, that route, I guess, the cleaner sort of stuff because it's a new, new challenge and a new thing to do. And that's where, where he sort of sits at the moment. So part of this was, like, he had all that and he's grown so much in... Like, we used to do a bit of that back in the day, but, you know, it, it takes a while to sort of develop. And, you know, this, when he first started sending back, you know, his vocals, it was it was all clean parts to start with. 
Um, and it was, yeah, it was awesome because he'd come so far with his voice and that sort of thing. And then it was like, okay, now, now you got to do the dirt again. <laughs> and that was almost like uh, more of a process of him getting back in that because, like, he literally recorded a fair bit of it in his cupboard <laughs> in his room in this little Japanese village. Um, so I don't know what his neighbours think of him, but, you know, he he had to go and soundproof this little cupboard and, and get back into, like, screaming alone in a cupboard. Um, so, yeah, I think that part uh, evolved a bit too, and he, he kind of... He's always great, but he found more of his that old uh, dirt nick vocals as we went along. Um, and then it was just about trying to find a nice balance between, yeah, he's the, the cleans to give you sort of a breath and then back to the back to the dirt. Tracks like um, Sun Forest, Sunbirds and Horses, I think they kind of show some of the really interesting growth that you're talking about. Um, yep. talk, talk a little bit about those tracks and kind of how you feel that the kind of invisible growth of the last 10 years is kind of in those tracks. Yeah, I think... I reckon like some, one like Sun Forest, that, that's a track where... Um, like, I'm hoping we're... like I think we're a band again now, like we are. <laughs> um, and I, I think that is, like, not all that we can, can do, but, like, that was one of the ones where we'd been in the process for a fair while and we are starting to get in the swing of it and... I think we decided by then that we were um, slowly building weapons again and and then it's like, okay, let's, let's start pushing. Um, and so that that was sort of, you know, we didn't set any, uh, sort of anything was up for grabs. That song sounded obviously pretty different when we first recorded it as a, you know, uh, guitar, bass and drums thing. Um, and, yeah, that that sort of stuff and, and Sunbirds and, like you said, is, is sort of us uh, starting to feel um, comfortable, I think, and going, okay, well, let's, let's try this. And, yeah, I mean, that Sun Forest song took a, I don't know, I don't want to think about how long that song took, um, but it was sort of like, yeah, it's something I, I'm happy, happy that we, we sort of gave ourselves a chance to try and make music like that, and I think hopefully it turned out, um, yeah. No, it definitely did. So, Craig, your bass is a graphic designer, which is very handy to have as part of being Always. a band. <laughs> um, how do you go about creating the artwork for the album? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it all kind of... That side of it fell together. Like, he... Um, like, we had a, a working title, like, all the, as usual, like everyone, we had, like, working titles for these songs that, that I, still, I still... You know, when you say Sun Forest, like... That was a name given that song late in the piece. It's another name to me. And then, you know, one of the names is another song, which stuck with Sunbirds. Um, and uh, that was sort of, that came from, from me writing some music in a, in a sunroom, like trying to write these, sort of writing these darkish sounding songs. And it was in a sunroom with a nice, on a nice day and, you know, you know in Sydney and birds are chirping outside and that contrast thing sort of became uh, one of the sort of concepts of the album which is hopefully you can hear in there it's just, uh, Nick calls it damaged warmth which I really like it's like trying to trying to bring bring some of the, 
the darker sounding things, but then also ha- having having some some light around the edges. Um, and so Craig had this photo that he had for years that was of that the bird that's now on the cover, and it, it fit because Craig sort of thought that yeah, it looked obviously it's a, a dead bird on a beach, but it it looked sort of peaceful in a in a strange way. So that that sort of started to come together. So we had the bird really early as like, okay, like, you know, it's not a sunbird technically, but whatever. The album could be called back so it kind of fits and now he's, Craig's got this picture, so let's start working away on that. So he tried a bunch of different ideas as normal and, yeah, ended up with that pretty simple cover that we've got now um, that, that, yeah, to me, or to us, just fit that whole idea of sort of this darkness and light, you know, cycles of sort of, of of sort of that sort of thing, life, death, um, and then hopefully trying to create that in the music as well. So with this kind of process, I know this is kind of a counterfactual, but do you reckon this kind of drawn out process, this kind of non-linear process where you've got two people separated by kind of time and space, um, do you reckon that's kind of made the album is really what it is, do you reckon that's kind of what has really enabled this kind of really splurge of creativity, or do you reckon it would have been the same, maybe very similar, if Nick was just here and you just banged it out in a, a weekend or, or, or however? No, yeah, I think it helped. I think that ad- that adversity thing, I don't know, there's something in that, not, not real adversity, obviously, but just people living in nice nice countries with nice guitars and computers and stuff like that and um you know it's, we're not not struggling our way to a, to get to a rehearsal space or something um but I, I think when like when we wrote a lot of nausea we we ha- were going through different drummers um so a lot of that album was actually even though we we're all in the same country was written in a similar way just me and Nick and Craig on trying to put songs together on um not in not in a jam room or something, just on our computers, um, which is really tedious and and slow. But again, that kind of helps, I think, to to understand what might be a a part worth keeping or what, where you should go with something. And yeah, then this time around, we just had no choice. Um, so it was all not all. Well, this first phase was jamming away, but from there it was it was just all tedious. <laughs> but that. I think it, it helps you get so long to chuck things on your phone and listen to them and go, okay, that, that's, yeah, that, that's worth pushing that idea or like, okay, that didn't work. Um, so, yeah, I think it would have been uh, pretty different if we were all together. I don't know what it would have sounded like, but, yeah, I think it kind of helps when you're really stuck and you're like, okay, I've got no choice. Let's, let's, let's make this work. Couple of questions about you. When do you first start listening to music? Oh, wow. Um, oh, I think like music's always around, but it was I was pretty late. I guess it was like early high school. I think like probably I think I started playing guitar and really sort of taking an interest when I was about twelve or thirteen, something like that. Um, and yeah, and then stuck stuck with it from there. Uh, what, what about heavy music? When when did that come to? You? Around the same time, like I, I obviously would have 
probably liked a bit of stuff when I was in primary school um, and, and and things like that. But I think I remember Year Seven being um, mates bringing in uh, like back when you used to trade in cassettes and stuff like that, and um, and you know all the, the usual stuff, a bit of bit of sort of Metallica black album and Pantera and a bit of that kind of thing, and just going okay, that's something about that that I really like um, and then we started sort of a band almost instantly from that and tried to tried to play and, and you know the usual as well like um, Nirvana and all that sort of stuff that was around then um, but then every band that I sort of started in even though we had intentions of um, maybe playing something different it always ended up sort of sounding uh, a bit heavy and yeah, it's one of those things that, um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't go away, which is good. You don't want it to, but it it sort of has been there all the way through, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a, a still. I obviously get on, and you listen to different lots of a broader range of music, but it's still it's still the the, the music I, I come back to. Um, something something there about it. Mm. Um, I know this can be a very difficult question, but what are some of your favourite bands or albums? Yeah, it's hard. Um, there's so many. Um, I sort of like... I really like, you know, Curl Up and Die, um, those guys, and, and the stuff that... Um, I sort of got a soft spot for a lot of that. You know, when you like the next phase when you're in Sydney and growing as a band and sort of finding all these um, other other bands that sort of inspire you as you're trying to figure out what, what you're doing. Um, so there's a lot of bands from around that era. Um, there's local bands like A Secret Death and Omarada who were around um, back then who, you know, are bands that I still, I still really like because of that kind of connection to to that opening up a different world, I guess. Um, these days, like, yeah, that's just so varied from, like, uh, so US band Bow, I listen to a lot, and um, Amenra, I'm not sure if that's how you say it, but listen to those guys, and then, like, uh, Godspeed, um, We Lost the Sea, um, who I sort of know of a few guys in that band, but I still... Yeah, I really like like what they do. So yeah, it's it's sort of a bit all over the place, but um, I sort of yeah still come back to some of those some of those bands. Converge, Kill Up and Die, um, Deftones. I always like Deftones. I think I always will. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty I guess varied, and then other styles like yeah Radiohead and all that usual sort of stuff as well. Hmm. Um, final question. You're releasing the album soon. Do you have anything planned beyond the release of the album? Like, hey, what's this band doing? Is it, is it going to be a band continuing? Is it going to be a band who plays live? Like, wh- where do you see the band going from here? Yeah, I, I think it's it's one step at a time. The fact we finished this album um, was was step number one. Um, we, I got the test pressings today for the vinyl, of, which is awesome. Like, I've never done anything that ended up on vinyl before, so I've only listened to one song, but that was pretty pretty cool thing to do. Um, that was just about 10 minutes before you called. Um, and I think, like, with, with our situation with Nick in Japan and all that, like, 
we're not ruling anything out. Uh, you know, we'd all love to play a show, and um, you know, some of the songs we'd really have to figure out how to even uh, how to do them live and that sort of thing. But I think it's just one step at a time. So get the album out. Really hope that people um, get something out of it and enjoy it. If, if there's sort of that's you know, if we feel good about that, then then maybe maybe we could work towards. Uh, playing shows because uh, it was so long ago that we did the um, original writing of it I was, like obviously Craig and I and Max and all that are still hanging out and we jam every now and then and I've been me and Craig have been writing a lot for something that might be you know a follow up so yeah I hope so I hope it's not this thing where we do this and then disappear uh, it'd be cool if we could continue doing it yeah for sure Slowly Building Weapons are releasing their first album in 10 years, Sunbirds, on the 3rd of October. Adam, thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thanks so much, man. Thanks for the support, too. It's, yeah, it's awesome to, um, for us to be in the wilderness for so long and have people sort of come out and um, show some interest in what we've done. It's, it's really cool, so thank you. Thanks for listening to the Moshpit Backstage Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Omni. To find out more about the show, go to www.syn.org.au slash moshpit. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash moshpitonsin and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at moshpitsin. The regular Moshpit radio show broadcasts punk, rock and male tunes and interviews every Thursday nights on Sin 9.7 on FM and digital radios. Listeners outside of Melbourne, Australia can stream Sin 9.7 online at www.syn.org.au. Thanks to Vintage Ruin for the music. Hi, this is Samantha from Flashgun Apocalypse. Hi, I'm Enid from Girls Go. I am Phoebe Pinnock from Heaven the Axe. Hey, this is Gary Oldman of the Hey, this is Kat Sproul from Horizon's Edge, and you're listening to The Moth Pit on Sin FM. Hi, this is Aina from Leopard. Hi, I'm Virginia Lilly from the band Lilly. This is Raoul from 1449. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ali from Eberhead. Hey everybody, this is Charlie Benante with Anthrax, and you are listening to the Mosh Pit on Sims.